0: Talk talk radio. Paper hey, roll up lake right after it. It's no, time. but if I have to I will go ahead Welcome to Blog Talk Radio and the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. Yes, it's here on this beautiful Friday night. It's 10 p.m. Central Time here in the great state of Texas, and we're going to talk football. I just want to welcome you to the show. Welcome to all the folks that are listening live and the folks that will be listening on archived episodes either on blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. But definitely the big news of the day has been the NFL draft that's lasted over the last Almost two days. It's not quite, quite over with for today, but it's uh, uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, it is. They got their two picks in, and uh, I guess they're probably sleeping up until the fourth round tomorrow. But it has been a very exciting, e- eventful draft. Uh, it started off with what has been expected over the last two years was the drafting of – Jadavion Clowney, the Beast from the East, the University of South Carolina defensive end/slash linebacker, six foot six, 275 pounds, runs of 4 440. Just uh, a phenomenon of a uh, of an athlete. Years ago, Javon Kirst had the nickname Freak. Uh, doesn't come close to this guy. Hopefully, he'll have a stellar NFL career. It has Hall of Fame written all over him. But there's no guarantees, of course. And then followed up in the uh, uh, the draft of that of yesterday, uh, Greg Robinson, mountain of a man, six foot six, six foot five, three hundred and thirty two pound tackle, goes to the uh, St. Louis Rams. Third pick, Jacksonville Jaguars pick up Blake Bortles, quarterback out of University of Central Florida, and to me, the best pick in the whole draft was Buffalo picking up Sammy Watkins, wide receiver out of Clemson, 6'1", 205. A Dez Bryant clone reminds me a lot of Dez. Great after the catch, aggressive, rudder, great hands, great speed, uh, what you would want in a today's wide receiver, and then the Open Raiders came through and picked up Khalil Mack. Which I think is a great pick for the defense. Uh, a lot of people thought that they would go for quarterback. I guess maybe they wanted Blake Bortles and he wasn't there. They probably didn't think high enough of Johnny Manziel, who we'll touch on later. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater didn't go until late first round. So the Lakers went. The Lakers, but the Raiders went with what they probably assumed was the best available pick in Cleo Mack linebacker out of Buffalo. Yeah, Conference USA player or whatever they're calling themselves this week. American Conference, you know, one of those schools up there in the Northeast. They don't too many people really care about. Most people think that their mascot is the, is the Bills, but they're actually the Buffalo uh, Bulls, I believe. Uh, great pick for the for the Raiders. Whilst more important with the Raiders is they came back in the second round, moved up. And selected Derek Carr quarterback out of Fresno to cure hopefully for all of my Raider friend trader Raider fan friends hopefully it will cure uh, their lack of a quarterback over the last few years and solidify that offense we'll see what happens with that pick hopefully he will have a better career than his brother David Carr did 12 years ago um, so it, it was an eventful draft. there was a lot of things that happened over the uh, last day and a half last two days. but you know the highlight or the most exciting moment for probably most football fans, not just cowboy fans they had a lot of people on their toes because a lot of people just didn't know what would happen and the scenario had come up earlier on what would happen if for some freak of nature, some odd reason that quarterback Johnny Manziel, polarizing quarterback Johnny Manziel out of Texas A&M University, who came out early in the draft after his sophomore year, what would happen if he was available when Dallas and Jerry Jones had their chance to pick? Well... uh, I never thought it would happen, but it absolutely did and here Dallas is sitting pat at number sixteen, and most of the players I believe there might have been one or two that they had wanted, uh, but it seemed like for the most part most of the players uh were still available for them to draft that you know, they were talk about a defensive end, a safety uh a defensive lineman, all of those you know around us so on so-called Dallas Cowboy experts, we thought that would be the route that they would go, and, of course, that Johnny Manziel wouldn't even be available at 16 uh, because some people actually had him going as high as the number one pick in the draft. Well, here he is available. I'm on edge. I'm on Facebook chatting with my buddies. We're going back and forth. I'm texting people on my phone. Everybody's blowing up my phone worrying about whether or not he will be, uh, if Jerry will pull the trigger, we're on edge, and the clock is ticking, and you know, the 10 minutes are going, everybody's speculating, the bobbleheads on TV are talking about Johnny. Here goes Commissioner Goodell up to the mic. And he says, with the 16th pick of the 2014 NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select to tackle Zach Martin, University of Notre Dame, And I just went, my God. Now, a lot of Cowboy fans were thrilled. A lot of Cowboy fans, and some of them may call in tonight uh, to the show, and we'll have the debate, discussion, argument, fight, whatever you want to call it. They may call in, and the phone number is 347-945-7975. That's 347-945-7975. They may call in, and we may get into it. But in my opinion, maybe quarterback wasn't a needed position maybe it wasn't a dire situation but personally I am tired of the Romo coaster I am tired of having backups like John Kitna and Kyle Orton and a whole bunch of other never was never will be never has been and we get down to week 16 week 17 and Romo gets hurt, Romo gets banged up, and we got to rely on one of these goofballs to win a big game for us, and we fall short repeatedly. I believe we've been 8-8 eight eight three times in a row. We are the definition of mediocrity. We are the middle of the road. We are a 500 franchise, and I'm tired of it. We're losing... Opportunities to win divisional titles and make a run in the playoffs, because either our quarterback is a flake and will either throw us into a game or out of a game, or we're we'll relying on a backup that has never been proven to be a winner anywhere. I'd rather have Romo's thirty-four years old. He's coming off of back surgery, his second back surgery. We don't know what kind of condition he's going to be in. We don't know if one hit will take him out. You know, a lot of people think that concussions knocked out Troy Aikman. Well, it was actually his back that knocked him out more than it was the concussions. So we don't know what our future holds at quarterback. And here we are. We've got a kid that Jerry absolutely loves because he does bring sizzle, as they kept talking, but he brings pizzazz. He brings excitement, whether you love him or you hate him. We're the Dallas Cowboys. Either you love us or hate us. That's just the way it is. So he would fit that mold perfectly. It would give Cowboy fans more reason to love them and to love us, and it would give anti-Cowboy fans another reason to hate us, which, oh, well, because either you are a Cowboy fan or you really honestly wish you were a Cowboy fan. So Jerry had this opportunity sitting in his lap, and I guess the pressure of the people around him, or whoever, or his bromance with Tony Romo, and afraid to uh, do anything that would jeopardize Tony Romo's psyche as the starting quarterback, pick this guy out of Oregon and out of Notre Dame. Well, one of the best things about the Dallas Cowboy team last year was the progression and the development and the maturation of their offensive line. So, really, I understand that Doug Free is questionable, no doubt about it. Probably isn't a quality, right tackle, NFL standards. Serviceable, maybe. So, and I understand that, you know, Leary and Bernardo may not be, right now, Larry Allen but it takes time to develop players. It takes time to uh, make a cohesive offensive unit, and the best teams are the teams that have offensive lines that play together year in, year out. So here we go. Yeah, we upgraded by bringing in Zach Martin. He's absolutely uh, a great character guy, great football player. will add something special to our offensive line, but we still have this big problem of what happens with Romo. We don't have a plan B with Romo. I understand that we had other needs. No doubt about it. We could have used a safety. We could have used a DN. But both of those situations could have been. Our defense was the worst. I think he gave up the most yards, the third most yards in NFL history. But yet we chose... To go offense, but not quarterback. Okay, well, I wanted Ha Ha Clinton mix I wanted uh, C J Mosley. Both of those guys from Alabama, I thought would have been great assets to this team. Would have been great uh, character—not necessarily great character guys, but the, the kind of aggressiveness and attitude and chip on your shoulder that you need on defense. Well, we didn't get that lucky. We went with Zach Martin. Our offensive line will be good. There's no doubt about it. Um, And then we followed that up with Demarcus Lawrence. I think about a 6'3", 250-pound outside linebacker type. uh, Demarcus 2, I guess we can call him, uh, who has questionable speed because he looks like he plays – a lot faster than he timed out at the combine. I think they said he ran like a four eight. But he you know, watching his highlights, watching his his film, he you know, he had nineteen twenty tackles for losses over the last two years. He stayed in different teams background. He competed well against uh, uh opponents from other schools that supposedly have better quality. He competed well. Yeah, he's out of the I know he's from Boise State. You know, he's out of the Mountain West Conference. Some people want to, you know, yeah, even I have said that the Mountain West is probably the worst football conference in Division I football, but quality football players uh, can be found everywhere, and I think they found one. So here we are. We're sitting with we've upgraded our our, um, offensive line. We have added to our defense. There's still plenty of holes left. We've also picked up guys like Melton, uh, who ate his way from a fullback to a defensive lineman, went to the Chicago Bears, played well, got hurt. Now we signed him. So you know we've we've done some things that have helped uh, our team, but on the other hand, there's still uh, we've got to believe nine more picks, a whole bunch of seventh round picks, which. Are just wasted because we never can find talent that late, but there's a whole bunch of uh picks that are becoming up on Saturday that hopefully you know we can do some things with clubs that I think did a great job in the draft. you really can't question uh the Cleveland Browns, and everybody is saying, well Cleveland is the place where quarterbacks go to die, you know, Colt Brennan, and, you know, they had their, not Colt Brennan, but Colt McCoy, they had their bad choices at quarterback given. Can't argue with that. But, you know, they got a new regime there. No, the ownership hasn't changed, but they got a new regime. They drafted Justin Gilbert, quarterback out of Oklahoma State. They drafted him first round. Should be a plug-in guy right now. Uh, then they... You know, they move down in the draft, they move up in the draft, they move down in the draft in the first round, they move back up. Well, they move back up, and they picked Johnny Manziel, quarterback, Texas A&M. My opinion, another great pick. Now the problem has developed that Josh Gordon, their all-pro league leading wide receiver, may get suspended for his second uh NFL drug policy abuse offense. So somewhere in this draft, since, uh, Cleveland's going to need to go back and get some wide receivers. Uh, and uh, they've got running backs. They've got they're building a team that looks like it has the potential to you know, at least be competitive. And I believe that a player like Johnny Manziel will bring excitement to Cleveland, the city of Cleveland, that they haven't seen since LeBron James left, honestly. So uh, I think that there's hope for Cleveland. I think that that was a great pick by Cleveland. I think they took care of a couple of needs. Won't even question that because they didn't have a quarterback. Uh, and uh, every team needs a quality, good defensive back, and Cleveland's defense was atrocious last year. So they, you know, they're, they're on their way. Uh, a coach like Mike Zimmer, who is a defensive guy, will definitely bring something to the table. Um, And he's uh, organized a staff that should make Cleveland competitive at least this year, and who knows what happens in the future. Because teams like Baltimore and Pittsburgh, I think have taken a step back over the last couple of years. So it's it's definitely an opportunity uh, for them to – potentially you know, make a splash and Johnny Manziel to have a decent year. Whether or not he's going to be the next Fran to or be a great quarterback, I don't know. I like the kid. A lot of people don't. They call him a punk. They call him a thug. I think he's just a modern-day kid who has a lot of confidence and cockiness and has made some mistakes like we all did when we were 19 or 20. But I think he's an absolute winner on the football field. I think he's going to work extremely hard to prove some teams wrong. I don't want to see him come to Dallas. If that team has any type of talent on it, because uh, he's going to play with a chip. We've seen what he can do against uh, better opponents when Amen played against Alabama. Uh, He just steps his game up. He makes plays. I would have loved to see him with a blue star, but that's not going to happen. Well, I'll go down and I'll look at a couple other draft picks that I thought was interesting. As I said, I thought that the Raiders moving up in the second round, getting Derek Carr, a big, strong owned quarterback out of Fresno State, thought that was a great move because uh, Terrell Pryor, the McGrawin kid, they just you know they they went through a nightmare at quarterback for the Raiders last year. Um, I liked the pick at number. You see what number was it? Number seventeen, right after the Cowboys. They drafted C.J. Mosley, linebacker out of Alabama. Uh, they may not have Ray Lewis anymore, but they've got a Ray Lewis type player. Now uh, he's got a long way to go to be Ray Ray, but just based on what he did at Alabama and the kind of uh, player he proved to be there, uh, they're definitely ahead of the game, and uh, there's an absolute possibility that he could be very special um, you saw New Orleans Saints moving up in the draft I think they traded with Arizona got up to no, pick number 20 and they've got wide receiver actually more like a slot back return guy uh, Brandon cooks out of Oregon State uh, he may be the next coming of Steve Smith uh, He's probably a cross between Steve Smith and maybe a Darren Sproles guy. He'll do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, uh, but a very, very aggressive uh, offensive weapon that I'm sure uh, Sean Payton will use to his fullest. At number 21, you had Green Bay picking Ha Ha I wasn't laughing, that's the man's name. Ha Ha Clinton Dix, a DB out of Alabama. Uh, sure up that secondary there which was questionable Uh, D Ford who is the uh, Jadavion Clowney clone great size uh, maybe not quite as big but six two, two fifty 250 in that range running you know a sub four five four six forty defensive end I think that's going to be a nice fit with them Uh, Kansas City has a good defense and they're just basically adding to their weaponry there uh, again folks you listen to Block talk radio I'm sitting here going down the NFL draft of what I've seen over the last few hours what I thought of some of the picks uh, still in the first round i uh, I may venture my way into the second and third round over some of the picks tonight uh, one of the picks that I thought was very intriguing was the Kelvin Benjamin pick at 28 for uh, the Carolina Panthers I believe all four of the top four receivers for Carolina are no longer on that team so they definitely had to do some rebuilding I'm sure they're gonna do some things through during free agency but they drafted Kelvin Benjamin wide receiver out of Florida State huge 6 foot 5 240 wide receiver uh, not as fast as Megatron or Fitzgerald or Andre Johnson, but a huge body. He came on late in the year, uh, great, not great hands, but good enough hands. It's something he's going to need to work on, absolutely, but definitely had some potential to be uh, a very serviceable NFL wide receiver. you take him in the first round, you expect him to come out and play well. Um, Minnesota. Who also was having questions at quarterback. Uh, I guess Cleveland, when they hopped up and traded back up to get Manziel, probably broke Minnesota's heart because I believe Minnesota probably had their eye on Johnny Manziel. Because uh, you know, up for us old-time, old-school NFL football fans, Johnny looks like a modern-day version of uh, Fran Tarkenton, scrambler. While you know, you never know what he's going to do. Uh, throw the ball anywhere, uh, make plays. Just exciting guy, and uh, it's just kind of nice that uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who some people had lowered in their uh, mock drafts, uh, got drafted in the first round, and will have a definite opportunity to start at quarterback at Minnesota because Christian Ponder. Probably, definitely is not the answer. It just, that's just not. Then we'll venture a little bit into the second round, and a lot of people just assumed that at pick number 33, the first pick of day two, that the Houston Texans, you know, they got their defensive end and Javion Clowney in the first round. You just kind of assumed that they were going to go quarterback and get their quarterback, Derek Carr, early. In the second round, well, threw a, threw a slug at everybody's face, and everybody was kind of like scratching their head. They picked Xavier Suafilo, a guard out of UCLA, 6'3", 205, You know, a mountain of a man. I'm definitely sure up the offensive line. So whoever plays quarterback there, you know, they're going to need to have an offensive line to protect them. Don't know if they're looking at a later trade, if they're looking at going down the line to pick up somebody, or if they're going to go a free agency who seems to get cut, but they still have a major hole at quarterback with the Houston Texans. Uh, second pick, Dallas did their thing. They moved up 13 slots, picked up DeMarcus Lawrence defensive end out of Boise State. Talked about him earlier. Uh, Cleveland. Got their quarterback in the first round, got their quarterback in the first round. Come back in the second round, their first pick at 35, they picked Joel Bentonio. Bentonio out of Nevada, six foot four, three fifteen offensive lineman. So they're definitely moving in the right direction. These all these picks are quality picks. So Cleveland within the next two or three years should be more competitive. It may not happen this year, but it should happen soon. Then of course At 36, you've got the uh, Oakland Raiders did what they need to do. Shared up the quarterback, got a quarterback that was mentioned often as a first-round talent. He didn't go first round. He went second round very early. Uh, He's probably going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Raiders should be secure quarterback for a while. Hopefully he will, have, like I said, have a better career than his brother did. Uh, you know a couple of things in the first in the first round that kind of shocked me uh, now that I think about it I go back and I think about what happened in the first round you didn't have any players from the University of Texas you didn't have any player from USC you didn't have any player from Ohio State University to get drafted in the first round. You had players from Buffalo get drafted in the first round. I don't know when the last time that happened. You had two players, excuse me, you had three players from Texas A&M get drafted in the first round. Mike Evans, uh, Jake Matthews, and football but of the big schools yet one from Notre Dame but from the big all-time big tradition power in you know NFL feeding schools nothing quiet in the first round that goes to show one thing that if you can play football it really doesn't matter where you go to school they will find you if you are worthy to be found they will find you uh, whether you're on the streets, whether you're bagging groceries, they will find you. Folks, you can listen to the Moldermouth Moseley Radio Show. I am the host, Moldermouth Mosley, a.k.a. Kyle Moseley. We're in our new home here in Central Texas, in Temple, Texas. Um, relocated from beautiful Rita Georgia, and it's good to be home. I want to give a quick shout-out. I don't know if they're going to listen to this, but I definitely want to give a shout-out to the Temple High School 4x200 meter relay team that right now is sitting with the fast, second fastest time in the state. They compete tomorrow in Austin uh, in the state track meet. Uh, little cousin Jeff Carr is on that relay team. Wish them nothing but the best. May they come home with the gold. I also would like to give a shout out to the Temple High School football team, the, the Mighty Wildcats, blue in the front, white in the back. They're in the middle of, they're, they're actually at the midway point through their spring drills. I've been out there every practice watching them play. Uh, they should be very competitive. Coach Spratlin has a very, uh, very talented, a very uh, high potential. Uh, Squat on his hand that could be unique it could be a magical season you heard it here first it could be a magical season for the Temple High School Wildcats last and but not least a quick shout out to a couple of my students who said they were going to try to check out the show they listened to an episode today in class Uh, I won't mention their names, but they know who they are. Can't give them a shout-out. I don't know if that's legal or not. So uh, just to the class, at Wheatley, you know who you are, gang. I want to thank you for all the laughs. Thank you for listening in whenever you do. To the teachers at Wheatley, thank you for accepting me in so warmly. I'm, I'm going to work on that certification and see if I can be a full-time teacher. But I definitely want to thank you, my audience, for listening in and taking the time to listen to what i got to say about the NFL draft. We all know that given the opportunity, I'm going to talk about the Cowboys pretty much nonstop. So if you want to talk about somebody else, I've got no problem with it. I like talking about other teams. So call in at the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show, 347-945-7975. You can reach the links at Motormouth Mosley, uh, excuse me, Blog Talk Radio forward slash Motormouth Mosley. Or you can reach us at iTunes just by plugging in the Motor Mouth Moses Radio Show. I want to thank you for listening in. Have a great weekend. And, oh, goodness, don't let me forget, to all of those wonderful, good, loving, caring, nurturing, sacrificing, chauffeuring, ironing, washing, cooking, boo-boo kissing mothers out there, I wish you nothing but a happy, happy Mother's Day. May all of you who have your mothers love them, and for those of you likely whose mother has gone to heaven, may you cherish the memories of them and love them as much as ever. Again, Motor Moth Radio Show, happy Mother's Day, mothers. Aloha to everybody.